Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. Well, in this session, we're in uh, Proverbs chapter 2. Now, in Proverbs chapter 2, you find the words uh, if and then uh, several times. It's like God is saying, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. If you'll seek wisdom, then I'll bless you. Basically, that's that's what uh, is going on in chapter 2. So let's look at each verse. Again, uh, Solomon is probably writing to one of his sons. My guess would be Rehoboam, who followed him, but was a very poor uh, king. But Solomon says, my son, and this could be my daughter as well, understand that, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searcheth for her as for hid treasures, then, see see all the ifs and, and, and uh, these verses, and then verse 5 says, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Well, let's back up and deal with each one of these verses. Verse 1 says, My son, if thou will receive my words. You see, everything is predicated, uh, God's blessings is predicated upon receiving his words. Uh, this book I hold in my hand uh, is the word of God, but it contains the words of God, all 66 books. But you've got to receive them. If you reject them, then uh, there's no reward. But, my son, if thou receive my words, uh, Solomon says, and hide my commandments with thee, uh, commandments referring to, of course, uh, the instructions of the father and uh, the law of the mother that was spoken of back in, um, back in uh, chapter 1. Uh, verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, forsake not the law of thy mother. Uh, here's what Solomon is saying to his son, that if you'll receive my words and you'll uh, hide my commandments, in other words, make them part of you. You know, the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Well, that's true. When you hide God's word, when you make it part of your being, is what he's saying here. Uh, and he says in verse 2, so that, so that thou incline thine ear into wisdom. In other words, that you hear what wisdom is saying. Now, please understand that wisdom and and God really are the same thing, all right? Um, although God is the giver of wisdom, it's one of the uh, gifts that God can give, uh, yet it's, very, it's, it's equated on the same level as God, because once you have godly wisdom, then it's kind of like building a pyramid. Uh, you you know, you have wisdom down here, and then you start building your life. That's the way life is. If you'll put God here at the foundation, you know, Jesus talked about that over the importance of a godly foundation over in uh, the book of, of Matthew. 
when he uh, gave that um, that illustration. Uh, and uh, let's go over to Matthew for just a moment and uh, notice Matthew chapter seven. In verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, and hear and do, notice that, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. There's wisdom again. All right. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, that be the house compared to your life, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. The rock is speaking of God or of Christ. Uh, Jesus said, upon this rock, upon himself, he'd build his church. So that's speaking of God. It's also speaking of wisdom, all right? For everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. And you see the contrast of the wise and foolish in the book of Proverbs. Uh, he says, which build his house upon the sand. Not a good foundation. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Speaking of a person that builds their house upon shifting sand, sand compared to themselves or uh, to their own lust or whatever it may be, uh, that house will fall. Uh, but if we think of uh, our our lives uh, in this regard, we need to lay the right foundation. And the Bible says, for no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So you can equate uh, the foundation, a pyramid, the foundation down here, I think, with Christ, with God, with God's wisdom. That That's the bedrock. That's what you start with. Then you start building your life from there on up. Now, <clears throat> he says in verse 2, So that thou incline thine ear into wisdom, that's the foundation, and apply thy heart to understanding. Now, uh, that would be what you, then the next level, understanding. So you got wisdom, you got the wisdom of God here, and then the next level, will you'll have understanding as well. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, then on top of understanding, knowledge, and lift us up thy voice for understanding. In other words, you're seeking, you're building your life with the bedrock of the wisdom of God, Christ. And then you're building your life on top of that. He'll give you knowledge and understanding. If thou seekest her, seekest who? Who's her there? Well, again, remember that wisdom was likened to a woman over in chapter 1. And so I think it's referring to wisdom again here, if thou searchest, seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures. Uh, if you will uh, seek wisdom like you would seek a treasure worth a lot of money. I know my dad and I, when I was just a kid, there was a, a story told about uh, back in uh, the 1800s, some treasure being buried in uh, a locality south of us. So my dad and I took our shovels and and uh, a rod to push down the ground, <coughs> and we dug for that treasure. Well, we didn't find it. Matter of fact, all of that area, people had dug for it and had never found it. It's supposed to have been that uh, an Indian come by with uh, gold and buried that gold, and so everybody uh, would take their shovel and try to find the treasure. And uh, 
he's saying if you would search for wisdom, like you would search for treasure, like gold or silver, uh, then you would be blessed. If thou searchest, seekest her wisdom as silver. Now then we see the benefits. Verse 5. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. So if you have found wisdom, godly wisdom, not the wisdom of the world, because that's fleeting. That's like building your house upon the sand. But God says, if you if you seek wisdom and you find it, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So that those are the benefits. You'll understand what the fear of God really is. It'll become more clear to you when you have godly wisdom and you'll find the knowledge of God. You'll, you'll learn much more about God if you have found godly wisdom. And remember, it all begins with Christ accepting him as your savior. The unsaved person is never going to find the uh, wisdom of God. They only have the wisdom of the world. Earthly wisdom are human wisdom. But we're talking about a supernatural wisdom here. You see, the wisdom of God, the wisdom God gives is, uh, its origin is supernatural. Uh, the wisdom of the world, its origin is just things of this world, this life. But the wisdom that God gives is eternal wisdom. For, verse 6, <clears throat> for the Lord giveth wisdom, well, right there it is. James says the same thing. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He's talking about he's talking about uh, believers that are seeking the wisdom of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, verse six, and out of His mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. See, it's all wrapped up in God. God is like a treasure. Uh, when you build your life on on Him, uh, upon the wisdom of God, and everything else will start going up from there, and you'll get benefits upon benefits upon benefits upon benefits. All right, and uh, and, the, and the capstone you might say is eternal life. Uh, you finally uh, spend eternity with God. Then shall thy understanding be the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of His mouth. Verse six cometh knowledge and understanding. And that's what we have. We have <clears throat> we have the Word of God out of His mouth. All sixty six books. And then He says in verse seven. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous, who's he? That's God. The person that uh, is righteous, and by the way, there's two kinds of righteousness. There's imputed righteousness that's given to us when we repent and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. God imputes his righteousness to us because of our faith in his Son. That's what the Bible teaches. Now watch this. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. And then the other righteousness, by the way, we go back. That, that's the righteousness that is imputed to us. The other righteousness is righteousness that is practiced by the believer uh, that they might glorify God and they will eventually be rewarded for that righteousness. Imputed righteousness gives us salvation Practical righteousness gives us rewards for our service to God. Let's go back to verse uh, verse 7. He, God, layeth up 
sound wisdom for the righteous. He lays it up so that you might be able to get to it. It's like something being laid up, money being laid up, and then you can draw on it. All right? That's what God does with his wisdom. Like money in the bank, and all you got to do is go take it out. It's always going to be there for you. All right? God is saying it's like the wisdom is like that. He layeth up wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler, and the word buckler means shield or protector to them that walk uprightly. So there's benefits to practical uh, righteousness, living right, doing right in your life. It doesn't bring you salvation, but it brings you blessings from God to live right. All right? Now then, uh, verse 8. He keepeth the path of judgment. He keepeth the paths of judgment. The person that has the wisdom of God. He does what's right. And preserveth the way of his saints. We may back up. He is referring to God. God lays up sound wisdom in verse 7. He keepeth the paths of judgment. That's still God's work. Uh, that That's what he does for the believer. And what else does he do? He preserveth the way of his saints. Notice it's not perseverance here. It's God's preserving our way. It means God not only protects us when we seek him and seek his wisdom, but he will preserve the way that we're going, that God has for our lives. Verse 9. Here's another then. Get all these ifs. If you do this, then I'll do this. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. God will give you the understanding of all these, these things that come from God. See, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he know them, for they're spiritually discerned. To the natural unsaved man or woman, these things don't make sense. They're foolishness unto them. But you see, we're not the natural. We're the supernatural because we've trusted Christ as our Savior, and he gives us supernatural uh, wisdom and understanding. Then shall, verse 9, thou understand, comprehend righteousness and judgment and equity, fairness, yea, every good path. So you get all these things when you have the foundation of Christ and wisdom. It's all wrapped up in Christ. Christ is wisdom personified, by the way. And when you get Christ, you get all these things. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, judgment, equity, and every good, good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. So when you receive Christ into your heart, you also get wisdom because wisdom is part of, of Christ. It's one of his attributes. And your soul will be pleasant. That means you will have peace of mind and the peace of God in your life. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. Discretion, in other words, knowing uh the, the, the right choice to make, all right? It'll preserve thee. You, you get all these things, all these. Uh, uh, you start down here with Christ, the foundation, uh, which is also wisdom. It's all wrapped up into him. Begin to build your life, and, and you get understanding, knowledge, discretion, all these as you, as you go up the pyramid. 
And he says uh, in verse 12, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man. Now you get all these good things mentioned that we've just mentioned in verses 9 through 11, but now then you get something else. You get you get God to deliver you. When you're practicing the righteousness of God in your life, and you got wisdom and discretion and, and all these, you, you, you build a good life, well, that will deliver you from the way of the evil man because you, you'll make good choices. You, you'll know who to stay away from, what to stay away from, and the man that speaketh forward things. Forward has to do with deceptive. You you will be able to, if you have godly wisdom and someone tells you something that sounds too good to be true, you'll say, well, if it's too good to be true, it must not be true. And so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to buy into whatever it is you're selling. I'm going to make the right choice because I've got supernatural wisdom to help me make the right choice, and therefore I will be delivered from the man that speaketh forward or deceptive things. Uh, it goes on to speak about these type of individuals, and the world's full of them, who leave the paths of an un, un, uprightness. Now remember, Solomon is speaking these words to his young son, and these words should be words that every young person hears and, and uh, understands. You've got to build the foundation right, and then when you keep doing right, you just keep getting more blessings uh, coming from God that'll help you know the right choices to make. He says, who leave the paths of uprightness, these are the evil men that are trying to entice you to do what they want you to do, uh, to walk in the ways of darkness, in other words, you'll have better sense than to run with them, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness or the deceptiveness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked. They froward in their past. They're deceptive in the way that they're going. He, he, in other words, he's saying if you get it right from the foundation and build your life and, and live a right kind of life that pleases God, you'll also be able to be delivered from the wrong kind of people. And remember, Solomon speaking this to his young son, helping him see that if you get the wisdom right, get the foundation right, and then start building from there, uh, there's a lot of benefits. To deliver thee, verse 16, from the strange woman. Here's another one. Remember, he's speaking to a young man here. And, and uh, youth, of course, is a wonderful thing, but it can also be something that can get you in trouble because... Uh, a young man, and here the the uh, uh, imagery is uh, a strange woman being compared to uh, something that'll get you in trouble. <clears throat> a strange woman being a prostitute, or uh, here a young a young man, especially has hormones, you know, running through his body that uh, many times makes decisions for him instead of his. Uh, wisdom, and uh, and we've all gone through that. Same thing with young women. Uh, that's why many young people make bad decisions when they're young, and they suffer for it the rest of their lives. But if a young person gets the foundation right and practices righteousness and whatever through his life or her life, it'll deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which, flat which flattereth with her words, 
So the picture here is of a young man that uh, the woman um, wants to get his money. She's like a prostitute that's after his money, and she tells him how handsome he is and whatever, and, uh, you know, to, to get his attention and to get his money. And again, we can liken this to anything else, whether it's getting money from a person or causing a person to do something that's going to really cause him problems. Same principle. Speaking of this strange woman, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. It pictures a woman here that is enticing a young man that is, uh, you know, like I said, his hormones are going uh, 100 mile an hour. And she's bragging on him and telling him how handsome he is. And the reason she does this is she has forsaken, verse 17, the guide of her youth. Uh, that seems to imply she's forsaken what she had been taught as a, as a little girl about doing the right thing. And maybe she had a godly father and a godly mother, but she's gone out on her own. And now then uh, she's forgot everything about making good, godly, moral choices. And forgetteth the covenant of her God, uh, which implies she may have made a vow back there sometime early in her life uh, to God that she was going to live for him. But she got away from that. She broke that vow. And now then here she is trying to tear down this young person's life. For her house inclineth unto death. Many times in the Bible, a wicked woman will be compared uh, to Satan. Now, a godly woman can be, can be compared to the Holy Spirit, like I've already mentioned. But an ungodly can be compared to the unholy spirit, to the devil. For her house inclineth to death, whether it be physical death or uh, death of uh, reputation or death of character, whatever, and her paths unto the dead. In other words, uh, young man, if you go along with this strange woman and you allow her to take uh, advantage of you, uh, you're going to ruin your reputation and maybe wind up with all kinds of problems. That's why a lot of young men wind up with AIDS or venereal diseases. And same thing with young women, because they make bad choices in their youth. They let their bodies control them rather than being controlled by uh, wisdom and the Holy Spirit. Verse 19. None that go unto, uh, unto her return again. None. Not a few will return, but none that go into her. Again, speaking her referring to ungodliness, uh, strange woman compared to uh, either false doctrine or to uh, the way of the devil. Neither take they hold of the paths of life. You, you, can't go, you can't go on two paths at the same time. Jesus talked about that. Narrow is the way that leadeth into eternal life, but broad is the way that leadeth to eternal death. You can't go on both of them at the same time. Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. So you've got to drop one of them. My suggestion is you get off the broad way and go the narrow way, which is... Uh, the way that God wants you to go. Verse 20. Well, verse 19, none that go in shall uh, return again, neither take hold of the, neither they take hold of the paths of life, paths of life referring to the uh, blessings of God, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men. You're going to miss the 
the blessed life, uh, and you're not going to walk in the way of good men and keep the path of righteous, you're going to miss that because you've taken the wrong path. Solomon is telling his son not to take the wrong path, to take the right path, which is wisdom, wisdom and and, uh, and and the godly righteousness. Verse 21, for the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect, and the perfect here is not talking about sinlessly perfect, it's talking about the person that uh, is spiritually uh, mature, uh, that knows how to make good choices because they have the wisdom of God. He says, for the upright, the person that not only is righteous because of their faith in Christ, but they practice righteousness in their Christian lives. You know, the Bible says in the book of Titus, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust uh, and live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. So it begins with the grace of God, yes, by our faith in Christ. But then we are to build our lives uh, such that we deny ungodliness and worldly lust and uh, live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. That's speaking of our Christian life. Verse 21, for the upright shall dwell in the land. Speaking there uh, like you'll be you won't be uh, taken out of the land. You see, Israel, as a nation, because they did not live upright, they were overthrown by uh, the Babylonians, or prior to that, uh, to the Assyrians, the northern kingdom, then later the southern kingdom of Israel, overthrown by the Babylonians, and went into captivity. Why? Because the nation would not, they didn't have the wisdom to do the, to live right for God, and so therefore they were taken off the land. But it, it, it's uh, it's speaking here of an individual as well. You'll not have the blessings of God, uh, for the upright shall dwell in the land. If you're upright, you'll stay right there. You'll be blessed of God, and the perfect or the spiritually mature uh, shall remain in it. Again, speaking of God's blessings, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth. And the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. So no blessings for them. Again, it all has to do with building the right kind of life with God and wisdom down here and building your life from there on up. And uh, it has to do with getting the right start, taking the right path. And if you do, you're blessed. If, you're, if you do not, you're cursed. All right, that finishes up chapter 2. We will deal with chapter 3 in our next session. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at Hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois 62864. Thank you for listening.